Where are you in your leadership journey? Designed to inspire and empower other ambitious individuals, the Mindful Rebel podcast series is designed to bring attention to grassroots leaders in our community and focus on where they are currently in their leadership journey. The podcast will share the advice of doers and thinkers demonstrating success in life and in their respective areas of impact. Welcome to the Mindful Rebel podcast, a podcast about journeys in leadership. In this episode via Skype, we'll talk to Joash Berkeley of J. Berkeley Studio, his freelance brand where he focuses on motion graphics, animation, graphic design, and live action media. Welcome, Joash. Thank you. Hey, Sean, it's really good to be here. I'm really appreciating. I know how busy things are for you, so you know I know slowing down to take the time to, to have this interview, I know it's a big thing, so definitely thank you for uh, taking the time out of your, your day for this. So let's get started. So how has your freelance work with Jay Berkeley Studio evolved over the last year? Uh, well, you know, back when I started off, I used to just play around with uh, design programs that I found. And I realized, like, I've been posting it on Facebook and just different social media that I was on, and people were kind of interested in what I was doing. Um, and that kind of led me to kind of explore what freelance opportunities there were back home in Trinidad. And um, it... it started to take off pretty quickly and I wanted to kind of make things more official. So I just started learning about logo design and just playing around in that graphic design area. So I wanted to make a logo for myself and uh, just like putting out the visual aspect of, of, of the freelance business. So that kind of developed um, from there. And um, just really talking to a lot of designers kind of helped me get an, a better idea of what the freelance world was like as a designer. Um, in my local industry back in Trinidad and Tobago. So that uh, coupled with, you know, going to SCAD and, and hearing what other design students were doing kind of helped me shape and form uh, a kind of holistic approach towards freelancing. You originally hailed from Trinidad and Tobago. How has your international background contributed to your creative process? Um, I think it, it's been really developmental, especially because uh, in the Caribbean, we kind of put an emphasis on fields like law, medicine, business, and um, accounting, for example. And I had a really strong background in business management and, and, you know, administrative business and whatnot. And so that really helped me with regards to forming like a freelance brand and be able to promote myself or market my work uh, even before that was a requirement um, in school. So that, that definitely helped a lot because, you know, that environment back home in Trinidad was really around developing businesses and, um, you know, really pushing for, for like a, a, an education inside entrepreneurship, for example. So that, that was one thing I was really grateful for having as a, a foundation before entering the world of design. What made you get into motion graphics? Right. Um, I remember before I even know what design was, <laughs> I, uh, I came across this program, a free program on, on the web called PixLR. And uh, you could just upload images and just play with like colors and whatnot. And I remember playing around with it and I, I shared it on Facebook. And this one guy, uh, Christopher Durex, I think his name was, um, he mentioned that, you know, it, it, it started to look like something that had design potential. And that's when I got introduced to Photoshop and um, I kept playing around with those things and watching tutorials, just getting a, a, an idea of what design was from a commercial aspect. And 
initially I had this this really huge interest in graphic design in particular. And that was what I was learning back then. And I didn't even know that it was graphic design because um, to me, it was just like playing with pictures, right? And just like overlaying things. So um, I had this friend, Sakani Solomon, such a, a, a huge talent and inspiration. Uh, he's also from Trinidad and Tobago and he's been really doing well. He's working at Imaginary Forces right now. And uh, we spoke prior to me going to school and um, he, introduced me to motion graphics at the time i think it was spring last year he sent me a link to a video i think it was um tavo tavo was a, a design studio that was featured on motionographer and, and at that time i never knew what motion design was or um, what motionographer was but it's like an online platform for inspiration he sent me a couple of videos and this one video in particular by ash thorpe called fitc tokyo 2015 titles um, I watched it and I remember just being overwhelmed with how intricate everything was moving and um, mm. you can see like there was such a critical thought behind every frame and I remember distinctly pausing it and just scrubbing through the time to just look at each frame and be like I can't even design one of these frames you know um, and it's just such a beautiful experience and I remember just like telling myself this feeling is what I want to give to other people you know because there was that that moment I knew like that is what I wanted to do um with my life I felt like that was the point at which I understood like what my purpose was in terms of like playing around with design back um in like 2013 and whatnot and it felt really really powerful being able to to communicate visually and have impact. Um, and for me, it, it kind of it kind of validated that my my experimentation kind of led towards something that could be purposeful. Um, so yeah. So with that, from one designer to another, how would you define design, whether that's motion media or another creative process? And why is that so important? I mean, not even to like narrow down on motion graphics, but design in general is um, is everywhere. I mean, from billboards to, I mean, cl the clothes that we wear, everything is, is designed and strategically um, kind of constructed for a, a particular purpose. Where design and, and creativity kind of collide is, is where you kind of make art, you know? Um, art is more like a, a intuitive approach towards visual expression and, and design is like a strategic approach. So, I mean, the importance of it goes beyond just following like a function, but it also like communicates emotions and expressions um, that can't typically be expressed through words, for example. Uh, that's why we watch movies and, and, and we understand things visually that aren't actually said. Um, and so it is really important and, and vital to what we do every day because we interact with design um, pretty much throughout our entire day. Wow, good answer. So as a creative professional, why is collaboration so important? I mean, that's stress all the time. You know, why is it so important? Oh, I actually recently discovered this, um, how important it is because in college, you kind of develop a culture of trying to learn things on your own um, in a classroom setting where you, you know, you're doing projects that are most likely on your own individual projects. And there's a point in time where you realize, oh, wait, this thing that I'm trying to do is 
maybe a little too far-fetched or like <laughs> a little too um big for like the, the the deadline that you have for it and so you you kind of are pushed to discover that you are not um you know you have particular strengths and your particular weaknesses and there are other people that definitely shine in things that you're not um, particularly good at and that has been such a valuable lesson for me because i see like a really really um strong value inside of collaboration and working with other designers and other artists and having other people's opinions i remember one thing that really helped me learn quickly was feedback and just getting people's uh, opinion on what i was doing at the time and um that has been such a, a great environment to be in because you're putting yourself in a way where you're constantly learning and, and you know that you're not the like the, the the true source of what you do but um you're constantly discerning from from other people and uh yeah that's been a big big um lesson for me and i continue to like work on that just really trying to reach out to other people and work with other designers what is a recent project you worked on where collaboration was critical uh, my last passion project uh, one in seven billion was a animated com animated visual kind of story that um takes place within the mind of someone who uh, kind of battles with like the inferiority complex and i was working with i think a team of six guys um one was a writer one guy was um was like an audio visual professional he basically was helping us with equipment and whatnot and another musician from berlin and um it it, it showed me that you know you, those kind of things you can't necessarily do on your own you can't do music by yourself you can't do design and animation by yourself all the time it's always good to have other people working together because um the project would have never turned out the way it turned out unless I collaborated with other people. And that project has been like a really pivotal um, one for me in particular, because it was my first time being able to visually express um, thoughts so clearly, and it would not have been possible if I, if I did it on my own. So Josh, you, you're very uh, clear on your path and where you want to go. Um, with that, where do you see yourself in a few years or or how do you see, you know, the growth of, of yourself as a professional or a creative professional, um, as a freelancer? How do you see that growing in the next few years? Um, I really like creative direction. I really like being able to string different aspects of a, of a project together to kind of communicate a particular message. But um, I really think that God's been really trying to put a, a, a kind of emphasis on, on personal development for me. So that's been um, something I'm, I'm really focusing on, not now, but also for like the future. Um, I want to make work that not only impacts people, but also kind of shows them that, you know, I'm not the source of what I do, but, you know, God has definitely been um, giving me these abilities, you know, not to, to <laughs> gloat or anything or, or, or to like take all the credit. I really learned quickly because of you know constant discerning from god and um yeah i just really want to continue to do what what i think god validates my life to do so so what resources or methods do you engage in that drive your professional development i've been constantly trying to like reach out to other artists that i'm inspired by 
uh, to either maybe collaborate with them or maybe work with them on, on particular projects where I can be like the, the little shadow that's following them um, to learn from them. So um, that has been really helpful because I'm learning both in class and outside of class. Um, and that has helped me remain current in terms of design. Um, I'm also reading books that kind of relate towards creative thinking or, or maybe maximizing productivity and, and just a lot of really, um, again, relating to personal development because you can communicate uh, like the culture that you build for for productivity through your work. And um, there's one book in particular uh, I'm reading by Scott Belsky called Manage Your Day-to-Day. And it's essentially trying to teach you how to build like a creative environment where you can maximize your productivity or maximize your time, but still have balance in the things that you consider important. Um, and so that has been really helpful as well, just learning how to not just be overwhelmed by, oh, I want to design, I want to learn as much as I can, but also learn, you know, to appreciate time with fam- family or friends or, you know, things that you consider important that aren't necessarily related to your professional or your career. What are some challenges you faced getting to where you are today? I think definitely figuring out where I fit. <laughs> I started off just trying to play with too many things at the same time and I couldn't figure out what I liked and what has helped me was really and I think you know that's that's both a good thing and a bad thing because you know looking back it has helped me get an idea of again you know what I don't like as opposed to what I like and um, just really trying as much things as possible especially during like my freshman year I, I went to a lot of events and um, spoke to a lot of different people from different fields and that helped me a lot kind of shape uh, what I wanted to do. Um, so that has been challenging, just figuring out what exactly I like doing as opposed to what I'm comfortable doing, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Because design felt, graphic design in particular, felt really fun to do, but I, I, I couldn't see myself doing it um, for, you know, 40 years <laughs> of my life. And, and it's fun not you know to discredit it or anything but i just felt personally i didn't fit um in the graphic design world even though i enjoyed doing it it didn't feel like something i wanted to do um continually so uh, i was introduced to motion design and that kind of sparked an interest because it, it felt like i was taking that graphic design and making it come to life almost um and it, i feel like i'm never truly learning as much as I want to in, in motion design. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm at that place because I'm constantly asking people um, for their advice and, and it has helped me, you know, it, like a child almost not knowing um, kind of helps me ask a lot more questions and, and that has helped me learn really quickly too. So thinking about those challenges, what motivates you to get past those? Hmm. Um, I think definitely trying to keep inspired in some way, uh, because even though you, you really love a particular professional career, there are going to be times where, you, you know, you don't feel motivated to do, um, you know, 40 style frames <laughs> over the weekend or something. And it's always good to take a break. Again, that balance is so important, just being able to push away. Um, that whole working world and just focus on things that aren't design related or aren't um, career related. Sometimes that helps a lot in terms of keeping you on track because 
we're not machines. <laughs> we can't, you know, design and design and design and um, consume ourselves with, with our career that we don't focus on maybe, you know, just doing something like going to the mall or, or just hanging out with friends or um, talking to your parents or your family or reaching out to people. Um, because we are human and we need those human qualities inside of our lives as well. So that has really helped me because I remember my first year, I was a bit too excited to learn design that I kind of like didn't find a balance at the time. And so it took me a couple of years to kind of readjust that and, and put like a more emphasis on personal development and um, really shifting away from trying to get things done too quickly and really focusing on on enjoying the process as opposed to just, um, you know, working tirelessly or something. Uh, so that has really helped me, just really striking a balance, really. So with all that you've said and, and looking at success overall, as a young professional, how, how do you define success? You know, what's important to you um, when thinking about success? It's a good one. <laughs> it's like a, that one question everyone asks for all of their lives, you know, like every year you ask that question. Um, in school, we're taught success is, and you know, in, in society, I, I would say success is, is usually kind of coupled with, with a paycheck, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> or like a, a, a form of reputation or, or popularity. And I think really success is not anything to do with a paycheck or what job you work at or the, the brand that you represent or anything like that. But it's more like an internal validation of knowing that you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it really does not have to be the, the, the best designer in the world or like the most talented accountant of the world or the biggest CEO or the biggest company. It does. It really has nothing to do with like the visual or the, the, the temporary quote unquote um, aspect of it, but really like a internal validation for me personally. Again, it comes back to like my faith. Um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with what exactly I'm doing, but that God validated that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, it's, it's been impacting other people in some way and that's like a bonus you know and um i i remember just like going through high school and just never knowing what i wanted to do or any of my friends really truly knew what they wanted to do and were just following like the status quo of what was considered successful or you know the, the pathway that other people have, have kind of carved out for us we were just following what was deemed successful and not necessarily what success was defined by and um it when you find that thing that validation it gives you so much fulfillment you know and you'll realize like you <laughs> when you're passionate about something you don't care about being paid Absolutely. to do it but that's not like your focus that's not like your your motivation your motivation is again that validation of this is what i'm called to do this is my purpose and um the success has, has been defined and redefined and, and tweaked for me over the years. And now I've, I've come to realize that it's really not about 
what you do, but really your your heart and like how you put yourself out towards what you do. It's like your heart position and your posture inside of the environment and not the environment itself. Wow. Um, wow. Words spoken very well from someone walking in their passion. Thanks for sharing that, Joash. I think that was that was amazing. Um, there's a lot of insight in how you are defining success, and you know it's interesting that that from the generation that you're in, and that that how you operate and navigate that success looks like that for you. So, um, thank you for sharing that. So, what we'll do now is transition into our rapid fire questions. We'll start with the first one, which is, uh, what's your favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon, Adventure Time. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite cartoon. Oh wow, I like Adventure Time too. Yeah, the newer episodes are a little different. I like the earlier ones, but it's still a good cartoon. Yeah, they, they've been changing it a lot. I like the old ones. The old ones are pretty good and it's really funny. Twitter or Instagram? Definitely Instagram. <laughs> it's much more versatile for me. Because yeah. um, I, I try to tweet. And it's such a struggle to talk about what I'm doing every day. I don't know what to say. Um, a lot of my friends are always like posting like 10 minute updates and I'm I'm just doing the same thing in the same 10 minutes. <laughs> so definitely Instagram because you get to see what people are doing more often and you kind of, I don't know, it's feel, it feels more intuitive than, than Twitter. So cool. So where would you visit if you had the chance anywhere in the world? Hmm. Where would I visit? interesting um i've always had this interest in iceland i wanted iceland. to see iceland yeah i've been seeing like these photos um of like these these mountainous areas with like rivers running through it i don't know the particular name of it but i, I would really love to see um just open fields of grass i think i, I think it's because i i look at the screen so much i just i just want to go outside and just you know relax and just take in fresh air a lot and um, Iceland definitely looks like somewhere I'm interested in. Do you prefer reading books or watching movies? Watching movies. <laughs> watching okay. movies. Oh, okay. So what book would you turn into a movie if you had the chance? Oh, The Chrysalids. The Chrysalids is such an awesome book. It's um, it's like, have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah, I've watched Stranger Things. It's pretty good. I'm only on episode four at the moment. All right, that's a, that's such a good um, series too. A lot of people are uh, hyping it up, um, but Chrysalis is kind of like it kind of gives me that vibe as well. But um, okay. Okay. it's about these group of kids that are in like this isolated society, and they have like a like a telepathic connection with one another, and it's just really interesting because it takes the perspective of these kids so you can see like this subtle ignorance inside of their maturity and just how like they're developing over the years and it just feels really fun to read so i i, I would love to see that as a movie actually well with the whole nostalgia factor and and that seeming to be the thing to to redo these days i'm sure i'm sure this will probably happen yeah honestly <laughs> especially with um stranger things was a big hit because uh it was like a, a remake of these classical books that we used to read um, just as kids. And now we're looking at it on Netflix, you know? And yeah. so I think like a lot of the film industry is kind of pushing towards bringing back those fresh, well, I should say those classical things and making them fresh, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I don't know. I think, you know, with Hollywood, things always come back in a cycle. Um, and, and it's amazing to see what actually resurges, uh, you know, thinking about, 
what Stranger Things does for the classic horror genre or even just classic suspense. Yeah, well said. So, so wrapping up, you know, thinking about this final question, what do you want to be known for? At the end of the day, just thinking about that, what do you want to be known for? Hmm. What would I like to be known for? Honestly, just having a, a positive impact on people around me. I really don't. I've I've come to the realization that I'm I'm not too f- fond of the title, best at anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't I don't really, you know, that doesn't give me fulfillment or anything or, or trying to be the best at something. Um, but just that I had a positive impact on people around me because, honestly, it's. You you know, you, you do, you spend 40 years of your life working on something you like and you love and you think that it's, again, going back to that stereotypical success. And when it, when it you know, the dust settles, really what lasts long is your impact on people and not what you actually did, but how you made people feel um, or how you've bettered someone else's life. So... I really want to be remembered by by that positive development on people, not, you know, style frames, because <laughs> style frames will, will go in a folder one day and it'll be forgotten. Um, but people really remember how you engage with them and, and how you really cared and seeked, sorry, sought their, um, you know, personal development. You're right. You know, it's always about you know cultivating those interpersonal relationships. Thank you, Josh. To check out some of the amazing work created by Josh, head to a site jburkstudio.com a link to the site and more information can be found under the podcast description thanks for listening to the mind for rebel podcast stay tuned for our next exciting episode stay connected on your leadership journey with the mind for rebel podcast by visiting the mindforrebel.co following the show on instagram at mind for rebel podcast and subscribing to the mind for rebel on the itunes podcast app Remember, the podcast is for you, so if you have questions about leadership that you want to hear discussed or you're interested in contributing to the show, feel free to share at themindforrebel.co.